This is an All Ears English podcast episode 881. Do natives actually use the past perfect? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 50 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Today, Andrej asks us whether the past perfect is really relevant to use in natural conversations or whether it's just something we all learn in English class that will make you sound unnatural. Find out today. Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor, Indeed. Are you hiring this quarter? In our experience, it can be a grueling process if you don't have efficient tools. But finding the right candidate who adds value to your business is so incredibly important. So why not ditch the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with great candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash AEE. Just go to Indeed.com slash AEE right now. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash AEE. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Michelle, what's going on? Hey, Lindsay. Not too much, not too much. Enjoying uh, cold weather. Not really enjoying it, but, you know, trying to stay positive. (laughs) How are you? I mean, pretty good. Like, that's life in New York City, right, Michelle? I mean, that's New York City. It gets it gets cold. It gets really hot in the summer and it gets cold in the winter, doesn't it? Yeah, I shouldn't complain, though, because you have it worse. I have it worse. I have it worse. <laughs> I think it doesn't get as hot in the summer here, but it gets really it gets colder in the winter. And yeah. I don't know how much longer I could stay in Boston. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I, yeah. I don't know how much I yeah. Sometimes I'm like I really should just move somewhere. Uh oh, my phone is going. Oh, oh, trying to get out of the episode again. I'm trying to get out of the episode. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm across the room from it. Guys, this is real. Uh, what should we do? <laughs> real Maybe time. Maybe we could just stop. Do you want to stop? We'll just stop. No, That's no, okay. no. I think we should. I think we should keep going. It'll keep be done going? in one okay. second. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. We are back at it. One. So <laughs> speaking of New York, Rochelle, I mean, you said uh, that you moved to New York about seven years ago, right? Maybe. Yeah, like ago, seven, maybe? almost eight, like seven and a half at this point. Oh, my God. And when you moved, had you been to the city before? You had, right? Because your parents had grown yeah. up there. Okay. I'd, been, I'd been to the city a lot. Um, yeah, my parents are from there. I had my aunt used to live here and I just loved New York. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Yeah, because you, you shared with us once that you had like dreamt about moving to New York when you were a kid, right? Yeah, that was what I wanted. That was it. That was the dream. That was what you wanted. That was the dream. And you've made it come true. That's pretty cool. Pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, guys, here we've been... What have we been doing, Michelle, with our our grammar here? Grammar episode today. (laughs) Woohoo! Woo! Yes. Well, we were using a very special tense. I wonder if our listeners can guess it. 
I wonder, can you guys guess it? Can you hear what we used? What did we use, Michelle? The past perfect. Yes, that elusive past perfect tense that all our listeners want to master, right? It's always a question. In classes and things, do you get this question a lot? Of course. Yeah, past perfect is, is tough. It's really tough. And I feel like it's one that probably a lot of our listeners, even at their level, intermediate, high intermediate, they feel like they can't quite nail it down, right? So in my opinion, I think that it's used much less than the present, the present perfect or the simple past. So I don't think it's quite as important for everyday conversation, um, you know, when we're just getting sm- have, doing small talk, getting to know someone. What do you think, Michelle? Yeah, when we're doing small talk or getting to know someone. But, I, you know, I really have to think about this one. I think it may be used a little bit less, but um, mm-hmm. I really I would really have to think about it and pay attention um, because I think that it is a, it is important. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think we should shy away from it, guys, because I think it can really help us explain when things have happened. Yeah, no, I definitely don't think I agree with that, Michelle. I don't think we should shy away from it. I mean, I think when it comes to prioritizing what we're going to learn, we should be using the 80-20 rule, like, right? Like 80% of, you know, uh, 20% of our work can get us 80, 80, 20% of the things we do get us 80% of the results, right? So we want to understand what is the one, what are the few tenses we can focus on to get us 80% of the way to fluency, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that this might fall outside of that realm. But let's go through it today, Michelle. This came from All right, let's talk it out. Yeah, let's talk it out. This came from a question from a listener. So, Michelle, what's the question? Could you read it for us? All right. We're in conversational English. Yeah. yeah. This is a okay, question that's... from Andrej again, I oh, believe. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Number 18. Yes. <laughs> All right. In conversational English, do you use the past perfect tense or does it sound too formal? So you usually try to avoid it. For example, would you use sentences like, I had met her before you introduced us. You mm-hmm. said, uh, or, oh, or you said you had bought a new car. Mm-hmm. If I had studied harder for the exam, I would, I'd have passed it, et cetera. Okay. Sometimes I hear you using it on the show, but it may be because your teacher's educated, et cetera. Well, thank you. Um, similar <laughs> with the future pre- perfect tense. Does it sound natural? Like, I'll have finished cooking by the time you get home. Okay, mm-hmm. next week we'll have been together for 10 years, etc. Okay, Andre. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh, mm-hmm. making my making me think today, Andre. Making me think. Yeah, that's what we're here for, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly. Got to think this one out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we 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 do want to be smart about how we spend our time. Well, let's just break it down here. I mean, I guess really, you know, I I, I would first of all say I don't think it's um, an issue of it being too formal, right? No. It's just it's just a grammar point. Like you know, one grammar point is not necessarily more formal than another. Do you agree with that part, Michelle? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. So when we talk about vocabulary, which we do a lot on this show, certain vocabs are more formal than others. Yes. But grammar is just grammar. And it's just it's more about the situation. You know, it's more about what are we talking about? What's the content of what we're sharing? Right. What's the need? Right. What's the need for using that tense? Exactly. So I think it comes down to understanding, Andrej, what are the conversational situations when you might use it and how often do those actually come up? You know, mm. so the first one is what, Michelle? There's one situation where we definitely use it, which it's, is what? Uh, in retelling a story. Yeah. So like you're giving background of things that happened before that event that are relative to that event. 
uh, relevant. So we're going to show you an example of this in just a minute. Um, but there's another one, another situation. What is that, Michelle? Well, with conditionals, right? So if Y had happened, X would have happened. Right. So had happened would be the past perfect, right? If Y had happened, X would have happened. So yeah, sure. We use that sometimes, I guess, right? Right, right, right. Um, and then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the other one is that one that uh, Andres had given us. Yeah, this was the reported speech one, right? So you said you had. Yeah, yeah. And in that one, we didn't focus on that as much in this episode. Um, And sometimes we would use the past perfect. You don't always have to when you're reporting someone's speech, right? Uh, We can do another episode on that, I think, uh, to focus on that today. But for example, when I used to teach this in the classroom, I used to look at this, this tense, the past perfect. I used to have my students write out timelines. Yeah. Um, and labeling event. I like that because it helps students talk about their lives, like what happened before what. But I feel like in a conversational situation, it's just it just doesn't come up as much, right? You know, for example, like we're talking about going to Rome, right? It's not as common to say something like I had already visited Rome three times by the time I went right. to Paris, right? right. Like, that's just a mouthful is what I mean. Right, right. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. That's a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's that's a good way to learn it, but it doesn't always like when you talk about your life, you don't always actually use that timeline that much. The past perfect in that timeline. Do you would you agree? Yeah, I I would I would agree. Yeah, I do agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So in this role play, we're gonna focus on using the past perfect guys in a story, and in the third conditional. Okay. okay. All right. Like it. Okay. So here we go. So. Michelle, can I tell you what happened when I went hiking last weekend? Um, yeah. Oh, geez. What happened? Well, we got to the mountain and being overconfident and silly, we decided to take one of the toughest trails in New England. My friend Anna had done the trail back in the summer. Oh, she had? That's good. Yeah, but this was winter hiking with ice Mm. and micro spikes. (laughs) Ooh, so what happened? Was it as bad as you thought? To make a long story short, we had to rely on the fish and game department to talk us through our descent. Oh, man. Imagine if you hadn't had phone service. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's a real story. I'm, I'm going to talk about that. Oh, really? Story. Uh, yeah. This, we got into some trouble um, a few weeks ago and got really scared. And oh, I'm, think- no. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm trying to get my friend Zoe to come on the show. She was actually there with me, Anna and Zoe. The three of us, we went up hiking last Sunday and I'm trying to get her to come on the show. She wants to come on to talk about what happened and what the takeaways were. I thought that would be interesting for yeah, our listeners. Yeah, that does friend. sound... That's scary. But it was a scary day. Like my stomach was in knots even until like the evening after way after we were down. My stomach was in knots because I definitely had a moment where I was like, what do we do? We're stuck. We can't go up and we can't go down. Um, So but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on the show, guys. But anyways, this is a cool role play because we can show you guys how the past perfect does come into play, but in a more natural way. Right. More natural than your timeline, your life timeline. Right. So, for example, what did we say here first with the giving background to a story concept? Right. Well, you said my friend Anna had done the trail back in the summer. Super relevant, right? Super natural, relevant way to use the past perfect. Why? Because we need that background. Why do right. we need that background? Yeah. To share, to 
to give background information to share what was going on. And, you know, obviously we, you know, we think of, uh, past perfect of the past of the past. So the summers and the past. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. the past of the past. Exactly. We didn't really define the past perfect. When we started. <laughs> so you're right. It's two steps back. That's what I always used to say. It's like the past of the past. So I like the, oh, the problem. Although, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. just want to bring up one point. Um, yeah. if we're talking about had done the trail back in the summer, you could have, you could also say did back in the yeah. summer, right? Totally. Because, mm-hmm. because the thing is, you know, um, in, back in the summer, that's still mm-hmm. just the past, right? So exactly. maybe you, if you said it like she had done it before the summer or like she mm-hmm. did, I don't know, mm-hmm. but both yeah, of them are so, fine here. So that might be part of why. Um, the past perfect is not that like what I'm what I'm trying to say is that the yeah. past perfect is maybe not that 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 important as important as present perfect simple past all it, these other well, tenses for, yeah true right because natives might actually like just swap in something else instead of it and it might still work <laughs> like like you just said right Michelle right right exactly yeah but but so both would work there so my friend anna did the trail back in the summer or had done the trail because we're emphasizing it was it was two steps back right now is the present there was there was the day we had this problem and then before that right she had done it um Mm -hmm. and then i i like how you responded and you said oh oh she had yeah that's supernatural in my mind the problem i have with past perfect is that it's just it's clumsier it's just it's not the way that we study it is a clumsy way of we don't actually use it in those clumsy ways this is less clumsy to me you say oh she had right that's that is using the past perfect but it's not clumsy it's natural and native right right exactly i i still think i still think that in this one the the just the regular past simple would have been done because yeah. I, I think yeah but um so but i would agree that yeah oh she had would have been um the good you know question to ask if somebody's using that right so if you had said if i had said my friend anna did the trail back in the summer oh she did right you yeah. would have probably said oh she did right um but because i used the past perfect maybe you would have mirrored it maybe not necessarily either <laughs> right 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 <laughs> yeah exactly You love listening to All Ears English every week, so why not go one step further and get the transcript so you can follow along and mirror our pronunciation while you listen. You can subscribe and save 50% off the normal price when you go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Okay, and then in another situation, we use the conditional for the past perfect. What did we say at the end? Oh, imagine if you hadn't had phone service. Oh, man. And again, another example would be we could have actually used the simple past there too, right? What would that look like if we just didn't use a conditional? Imagine okay. if you didn't have phone service. <laughs> right? So so that's that's kind of what we're saying. Like, it it can be used in natural conversations, but sometimes I think natives just get a little lazy. And right. instead, they just swap in the simple past. What do right. you think? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think if if we were talking about, um, hmm, yeah, I, I agree. I think that a lot of times there people switch them up a little bit. I think if it's very obvious that it's the past of the past, then people are going to use the past perfect. If right? it needs to be obvious, right? Exactly. If it needs to be right, obvious. Right, right. Well, like mm. the example in, from the beginning, I mean, that's the example that I always use when I'm teaching it is I always mm. ask my students, which is funny that you asked me that. I always say, oh, had you been to New York <clears> before <throat> you moved here? So I think if you said, did you go to New York before mm. before you moved here? See, that yeah. would sound unnatural to me. So mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. it really, I mean, if it's the past of the past, so it's double past. So when it's double past, I think it is important to, to use it. But when it's kind of uh, um, ambiguous as to like when your friend went in the summer, wasn't in the early summer. So you're trying to like, you're trying to emphasize that it was the past of the past, then, oh, uh, sorry, I'm getting confusing here. But <laughs> when it is necessary to be the double past, I think it's best to use it. Yeah. When it's relevant, when it's like extremely relevant to the point you're making, then it's good to use it. But exactly. when it's not necessarily that important, then right. Right. It, it's that. And that's kind of why we maybe don't hear natives using it quite as much because it's not always totally important and crucial. But really, we want you guys to be the judge. Like, so this yes. is what we're saying. This is kind of our hypothesis. Okay. But the way you can actually check on this is that you can go and get the transcripts, yeah. right? You can, and then you can highlight in our conversations and our like, our chats when we get casual on the show, <laughs> you can actually see how many times we do use it. And then you can go, you can go to NPR and you can, uh, something more formal, get the transcripts there, npr.org, underline and highlight where the, and count right. the number of times we use, they use the past perfect versus the simple idea. past. And then you'll get a sense of the percentages in daily conversation versus news. That's really what we want you to do today, right? Just take this as a hypothesis and then go out and check it out for yourself. Okay. Oh, yeah. Be, investigate. Investigate. <laughs> investigate. Be and let us know what you find out. Let us know what you find out. Exactly. And then Andres also asked a second part of the question, which I think is more extreme, right? The future perfect tense. I will have finished cooking by the time you get home. Um, what are your thoughts about this one? Do you use this in conversation, Michelle, very much yourself? Huh. Good question. Um, probably not. A, not that often. Probably not. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I, you know it's very possible that I would just say I'll I'll be I'll hmm like I'll be done with dinner or something like that. Like I'm gonna be done with dinner. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. By the t I will. I'm yeah. I, I'm gonna be done cooking by the time you get home. Yeah. I will be done cooking by the time you get home. Maybe that's I'm, what I, I would say. I'll probably be done cooking. There's a lot of other things we can say. Yeah. And I think like I will have finished cooking by the time you get home. It's a mouthful. Yeah. It's a little bit clumsy. So we just want you guys to think outside of just the standard, right. you know, grammar forms that you learn in a textbook. You know, sure. there are other ways to say things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
The way I envision this future perfect is more when it comes to setting goals. And I think that's actually what they teach you in the classes is really, you know, okay, for example, by the end of 2018, I will have climbed Mount Aconcagua. That's the one in uh, Ecuador. Maybe. No, I doubt it. It's way too high. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, um, you know, but I still, I think I might think more like, oh, in 2018, I'm going to climb Mount Aconcagua. Right. I'm not going to, unless I'm making a big declaration by the end of 2018, I will have climbed Mount Aconcagua, right? That's like a big declaration, a verbal declaration. Um, instead, you might just say, I'm going to do this. I'll do this. I'm hoping to do this. Okay. Right, right, right. I could see you using it like if you're talk- if you're like... If you know that you're, if you're, if you're seeing a friend and you know that you're, maybe they live far away from you. So you know that you're not going to see them again. So you could be like, um, I I don't know. I'm just thinking of like when a family Mm -hmm. member has had a baby, right. Or something like that. And like you Mm -hmm. say, Oh my gosh, like the next time I'll see you, you'll, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you'll already have, you know, Wait, yeah, yeah. You, you'll you have lost your uh, tooth or something, right? You yeah, 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 it. yeah, yeah. It's something like that. Like that's how I could see uh, using it as well. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but there are lots of alternatives that are oh, yeah. a little bit less <clears throat> clumsy in your mouth to actually say. <laughs> long, it's long winded. Like by the time you finish saying that, the person will have lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have left the room <laughs> with our short attention spans these days. <laughs> yeah, like bye. You'll look up. Where did you go? Like, what will you have done by the end of, you know, it's so long. Oh, my gosh. We don't have good attention spans anymore. (laughs) Anyway, that's just kind of our two cents, our two cents there. Um, So these two tenses, guys, you know, past perfect, future perfect. Good question, Andres. And what's the takeaway then, Michelle, today? Um, yeah, well, just what we were saying, you know, like, um, think about the frequency of uh, use, you know, these are the two tenses, like the past perfect and the future, perf- future perfect, we're saying are not really all that common necessarily, right? And they're used really for kind of specific situations. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know, textbooks maybe put these like at the end of the syllabus, right? Yeah, or as one yeah. of the final units, right? But yeah. um, what do you think about that, Lindsay? I mean, I just, I don't know whether they should be weighted in the same, if there are like 10 units in a textbook and, you know, number one is like the present and then simple past and present perfect. I don't know if this one deserves the same weight Mm -hmm. in terms of time spent, but it's good to know it, guys, but also know that you do have a lot of alternatives to using this. If it doesn't feel right, if it feels stiff, if it doesn't feel relevant, you don't need to be the one speaking textbook English while all your native friends are speaking real English, right? You can speak real English. Okay. That's the point, right? That's the point. Right. I like that. That is the point. That's the takeaway for today. And we've already talked about how you guys can go ahead and test our hypothesis out by getting our transcripts, allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe and get your highlighter out and get ready. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Yes. Very cool. That's the assignment for today. And if you're <laughs> taking the IELTS exam, guys, go over, subscribe to IELTS Energy Podcast, another award-winning podcast from All Ears English. All right. We can say that now, Michelle. <laughs> That's right. Woo-hoo. Very excited. Right. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Michelle, thanks for hanging out today. It's been a longer one, but we tackled a grammar point. We so. did. We did. All right. Good question. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to Andres for that question. All right. Cool. Take care, Michelle. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Lindsay. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to All Ears English. And if you need a seven or higher on your IELTS exam to achieve your life vision, then our insider method can get you there. Start with our free video series masterclass. Get video one now at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then subscribe to our show on your phone or on your computer. See you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.